We made it to week two of NFL Tuesdays this time in the den. Um, Anthony Minicello, thanks very much for coming in. Former rugby league player and um, entrepreneur and family man now. Does that sound about right? Yeah, that sounds good, mate. Appreciate you having me. Thanks, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm Rich Irvine, one of the founders of Wolfden, if people don't know who I am. And then this is Matty Bowman, or Straight Bat Bowman as he's known on the app, um, one of the content guys at Wolfden. And the common man. I'm just a common Absolutely man. Absolutely. <laughs> I think we're three common men all sitting here. <laughs> That's it. Um, yeah, so we, uh, the idea behind this podcast is very relaxed, but just some blokes sitting around watching NFL and having a chat. So Beautiful. First thing is, um, yeah, what, uh, what are your thoughts about the NFL? Look, I, um, I don't get to watch it that much now, but I've always loved the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, back in my school days in the, in the 90s, I was a, a big Jerry Rice fan. So, you know, the, the red jersey and um, always loved what he was doing, you know, wide receiver and yeah. taking those haymakers and, and scoring touchdowns. So I've always followed him since then. Yeah. Uh, and I've, I was pretty lucky a, a few years ago, I got to go to a Super Bowl as well over in San Francisco, I think it was Super, Super Bowl 50. Yeah. Uh, and the Broncos were playing, I might have been the Jaguars. I think it was Eli Manning's last, um, last game and yeah. they, they got up. It was, a, it was a bit of a boring was, Super Bowl, right? Like, it was. There's only yeah. one touchdown scored, yeah. but um, the whole week was just phenomenal. The way they present the week, the whole city is just branded NFL. It's just yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Who were you over there with? I was over there with 15 blokes. The lads. <laughs> Talk to us. What was the week like? Oh, first night fever was, was <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, but uh, no, you know – San Francisco is a great city, awesome great food, city. Yeah, great bars, yeah. uh, and it's just yeah you know, parties every night, you know. Yeah. And and the way they <laughs> the NFL do it is you look around the city and the, the, you know big tall buildings are just branded Super Bowl Fifty, and you've got activations going on through the whole week. And you get down there and you listen to past players get interviewed, and uh, you go to the the lead up parties and and all that uh, type of fun, the ESPN parties. And then the um, tailgate party on the morning of, yeah. you know, you're, you're drinking beers at 9.30 in the morning <laughs> and, uh, you know, eating all the best food from Iron Chefs and just the production and the way they do it and the money spent on the week is just phenomenal. Yeah. And um, I, a lot of current NRL players are well into the NFL, is that right? They are, yeah. yeah. There's plenty of the Roosters boys, um, yeah. including our coach Trent Robinson as well, yeah. loves it. Um, I know the boys do a full... Uh, draft every year with yeah. the fantasy oh, league fantasy. and they, they get into it yeah, yeah. who's so. the best who, who's got the uh the best oh, luke Keery's luke Keery's pretty good um boyd cordner gets into it uh, and and i mentioned our coach Trent robinson he, he he loves a bit of that stuff as well so yeah all the boys get into it do you think they bring yeah. any stuff from the nfl like you know from a footy perspective into what they do and how oh, they do? i think um trent robinson always looks to uh nfl premier league just those yeah big corporations, big teams that uh, the professionalism, you know, the money they, you know, they spend so much more money than uh, yeah. any, any Australian organization, sporting organization. So, you know, the, he, he definitely goes over there and looks at things and ways to improve yeah. our sort of um, home, Roosters home as well. Okay. So the professionalism over there is, is next level. So, you, you know, you've got to take parts of it back into Australia and try and improve our, our market. Yeah, because I wanted to – that was one of the things I wanted to talk about today was Trent Robinson um, and I've heard that, you know, he uses – a big mentor of his is Bill Belichick and the yep. success Belichick has had. And so, yeah, you said, would he go over there once a year to you – know, 
uh, uh, insight and stuff? Probably not once a year, but he's been over there a couple of times um, through his Roosters tenure at the moment. And, he's, he, you know, Robbo's a, a big, deep thinker. Yeah. So he's always looking to improve um, the team, the club, uh, the, the player as a whole, not just on the footy field as, as, a, as a man themselves, you know, yeah. as a well-rounded person. Um, so he's, he's over in uh, England at the moment helping out uh, the French team, obviously um, Rugby League World Cup going on, but he's staying over in France uh, for a, a little bit longer and he'll, he'll do some tours over probably with uh, some English soccer clubs and stuff like that. But uh -huh. he's been over America a few times as well and always trying to bring back ideas. Yeah, uh, I think every preseason he tries to freshen up some type of um, area within the club so the, the team doesn't come back and think, oh, it's the same thing over again, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's something fresh. So yeah. this year it's massively uh, changed because we're moving into the Allianz Stadium as our yeah. new offices. So they're yeah. going to get the best of the best. Because oh, you've got those, those almost like a caravan at Fox Studios there. I've seen them. Like yeah. <laughs> they look like, yeah, I've yeah. seen them. I always thought, can't the Roosters do better than that? It's, uh, right, it's, a, it's, it's like a big demountable. And, you know, yeah. like, um, to be honest, the what the club and especially Trent Robinson portray to the players, it, it doesn't matter where you train. It's mm -hmm. how you train, you yeah. know what I mean? So... Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if you've got the best or the worst facilities. It's what you do with it. Yep. So the boys haven't worried about that type of stuff. Yep. But now they're moving into some some world-class training yeah, facilities. They'll be looking forward to it. Yeah, no, sure. they, yeah. There's no doubt, you know. They're, they're definitely looking forward to it. I've had a tour the other week and they're moving in uh, in the next week or two actually and they start pre-season, all the young guys do, on the 7th of November. So... Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good for them. And is there like weights rooms and stuff there and all that? Yeah, they got full wrestle rooms, weights rooms, wow. um, you know, hot and colds, um, pools, their own lockers, individual lockers, which will be stamped names on. Yeah, so on very their yeah, like you see a lot of that in the NFL and in the college in America. They have those tours yeah. of the facilities, and even in the college, college football. Yeah, there, the facilities are incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, do you have a role at the Roosters still? Yeah, so I, I'm up there in the commercial team and a small role but this year i'm sort of going back in and doing some more nutrition stuff with them awesome because uh, i've studied it for a long time now um rob and i just had a, a chat and you know obviously they're getting a, a chef in to cook their food three days a week um so it's it's much more professional as we move into the new office you know big sort of uh commercial kitchen and you know making sure that their nutrition's on point. You know, obviously they're pushing their body to the absolute limits and mm. they've got to be putting in the right stuff to, to, yep. to do that. Yep. So how many team meals will they have together or is it just prepared for them sitting there waiting? Or how Oh, no, it, it'll be, um, you know, pre-season, Monday, Wednesday, Friday lunches okay. um, and just got to make sure that the, the produce is on point and the way they cook things and uh, making sure that they're putting the right food in. Mm. And so that's obviously a big thing for you and... We can tie it back to the NFL theme with Tom Brady. I, I keep talking about yep. Tom Brady a lot. I'm going to have to stop talking about him. You're upset. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, this is the last. I won't keep going on about it. But um, it's yeah, so he, do you have you followed him and how long he's played for, and the way that he presents himself always to be as competitive as he is? Did that was that part of the influence on you in your career? Um, I know it's you know you've been retired a fair, a fair while now, but um, I mean I think that a lot of players around the world would probably look at him and be like, I can keep going a bit longer because if he can do it, I can do it. Oh, 100%. He's an absolute freak of an athlete, but he work, he works on it yeah. and you have to work on it. You know, yeah. like I remember when I turned 30, 
um, in the league. You've got to really focus more on recovery, mm-hmm. uh, nutrition, hydration, sleep, uh, making sure that those things are on point so your body can recover um, quicker or sufficient enough to make sure that you're playing the next week. And, you know, it's been well documented with, with Tom Brady that, uh, you know, he, he doesn't do too much heavy weights, yeah. uh, lots of bone broth, um, you know, heaps of plant foods, all that type of stuff. Um, which is important because you think about your body and the way it is. If people understand, you know, we're made up of trillions and trillions of cells, the body turns over millions of cells daily. If you're providing it the wrong nutrition or processed yeah. foods and alcohol or prescription medication or poor sleep, poor hydration, then you're just building your connective tissues out in mush basically mm. and you're more likely to get injured. Yeah. When, when you're in your 30s and now 40s, uh, <laughs> you, you need those connective tissues to be strong yeah. if you're playing a contact sport. Yeah. So you need to be on point with all that type of stuff, with the lifestyle stuff. And and that's that's what I changed when I – I had a great first half of my career where I never got injured. Yep. But I was burning the candle at both yeah. ends, yeah. <laughs> on, on and off the field. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I had learnt that in 2008 after three spine injuries, but I repaired myself from yeah. the stuff that I was doing, the, you know, the nutrient-dense foods and – Good so hydration. You, you halfway through your career, you completely changed everything. You completely were doing. changed everything. Right. Yeah. So you were yeah. smashing maccas and. Well, I, I was. And... You know, I was living with the boys in Bondi. Yeah. Um, I was never so a big what, fast. Food. I, was, like I was never a big fast food guy, but I was eating out every night. Yeah. Um, you know, drinking alcohol on the weekends. We went to school with Wingy Craig Wing too. So yep. we, yeah. So Played you... with him for many many years. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah. yeah. Good. We I caught up with him not that long ago. It's good to see him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he would have. That would have been like early 2000s, right? Yeah, so when you come to the club in 2000, I made my first grade debut in 2000. We were both uh, 19, or he was 20, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we played at the Roosters for many years. Yeah, yeah, we went through a great period. Yeah, yeah. Um, and through that period from 2000 to 2005, uh, I basically didn't have any soft tissue injuries, no broken bones, and yeah. I wasn't a big guy. Yeah. But I now... Then I, then I went through four years of injuries, you know. Yeah. Uh, back injury, 06, back injury, 07, neck injury, 08, uh, leg injury, 09. Well, the nasty ones, weren't they? They're like... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fair while up, ago, yeah. but I do remember yeah. constantly being not on the paddock. And, yeah, it was yeah. four years in a row, basically, where I played a limited amount of games. But then I uh, reconnect. I worked with uh, a guy named Aaron McKenzie and we did lots of functional movement training, focused on core stability, but really tied in nutrition uh, and lifestyle factors and, yeah, and we, how our that plays old office was in that Meriton in Bonner Junction. Yep. So we used to come down and go past Origin of Energy all the time. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, no, I remember you, it. You didn't yeah. go in? What? No, <laughs> no <it> scared <laughs> me like, man, the, yeah. Like, but you'd be doing like mu- ring muscle-ups and just Yeah, all that sort of calisthenics type training I'd, I enjoyed because I come from a gymnastics background. Yeah. That was my first sport when I was seven. Um, but I'd, I love all that type of stuff. But the, the main the main thing. muscle-up? Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. say, yeah. People, a lot of people won't know what I'm talking about. A muscle-up is the hardest thing I tried to do on myself possible. <laughs> you tried? I did. I tried to, like, oh, I down, at the, down at the, the outdoor gym at Bondi, like yeah, everyone yeah, does yeah. now. I tried to do it. Just, anyway, it off, look it up on YouTube and then try and do it yourself. It's the hardest thing to do. You've got to be able to do a chin-up before you can do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be, that's I, right. I have, to, I have to use the elastic band. I failed at the first step, so I'm, uh, I, I didn't go for the muscle-up. Anyhow, maybe one day. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we, we stopped your train of thought. Yeah, no, but it wasn't until I realised um, when I went through the injuries that it was all my own doing, basically. Yep. Uh, and then I thought, then I thought back, 
when I was a kid, I grew up on five acres and we had cows and chickens and eggs and fruit trees and veggie patches and my mum's very good cook and she used to cook all that natural food up. Yeah. Never got injured, never got sick a lot and I had a great foundation. Mm. So I started reconnecting with the, uh, the food and nutrient-dense food, real food, and my body just started slowly healing itself. I started to sleep better. You wake up with a clearer head. You can make better decisions. Your body can recover quicker. And... That took a, about a year and a half, you know, it was a lot of persistence there. Uh, then in 2010, I was 30 mm. and that was my first full season back from yep. being injured when I was 26. And had you considered retiring in that period? No, no a lot of people ask me that question. I, I didn't because I always believed I could come yep. back. So and you had I, that- I had a, I had a solid goal and was back. it also that you were like i've got to win another premiership or was it just like i just want to get back on the oh first it was just i want to get back on and play play consistent football again yeah um and then you know from 30 to 34 mm-hmm. five years of no injuries again and i was pretty lucky to play 300 games and then get the win of another premiership at yeah. captain but you know that the best thing that really happened out of that period was uh when i do some talks I show my MRI when I'm retired to my MRI when I'm 27 and the yeah, vast right. difference in health of my spine is phenomenal yeah. and it's a much healthier when I was in, in my 30s and now than when I was when I was supposed to be a professional yeah. athlete in my 20s you yeah. know and yeah. that and that's and that just proved that the power of nutrition is is real mm. you know what you put in your body is is paramount but you also, I think you might be blaming the boys there. Is it the boys who got you in the uh, the bad habits, you think? Or was it... Uh, oh, you know, you know, you know, when you go through those injuries, you're, you know, we train too hard, all the blame, you know, you're blaming others. We, wait, you know, we'd, we got flogged all the time and we were always out drinking. But, you know, we had, we had, a be- we had the best time. It was an unbelievable time <laughs> yeah. in our lives. Because that was just uh, after the Olympics and stuff too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was the MVP of those uh, kind of shenanigans? Who was, who was the best to roll with on that? Oh, look. Fletcher's always up there, Brian Fletcher, uh, Lou <laughs> Rickardson. Uh, you know, we had we, back in the early 2000s, we had a team that were just all single, right? So yeah. you go have a beer and there's 15 blokes there. <laughs> yeah. And where, where would you, yeah. where was the hang? Like, would you be at the Chloe Hotel? Uh, Chloe, um, uh, Beach Road Hotel. Yep. And then it was always up the cross. There's always, you always sure. end up on the cross. Because, like, you know, the cross was firing was, back then. What was so. it? Like mansions and Empire. Oh, uh, Empire, you always end up the there late. You did go, Hugo's on a Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wally Bar got a big run Wally back Bar. in the day. <laughs> um, cargo pump. Cargo, cargo, yeah, yeah. Cargo, all those. Um, um, and it's all completely dead now, the cross. I know. Have you I been know. there lately? Like, it's just. I, I haven't been there lately. I, you drive through and it's all changed. Yeah. But Maddie lives there. Maddie lives at the foot of it. He lives in down it's definitely different, uh, but it's um, it's being gentrified. It's all ladi da, and yeah. the, uh, yeah. the restaurants and the bars are coming now. So it's definitely changed from what it was before the lockout stuff. But it's um, yeah, there was some good times had. Back oh in yeah, the day, for know, sure. So. <laughs> I think I only arrived at the cross two a.m. and afterwards or three. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> That's when it just started it to get going. <laughs> never a good time. Not much good uh, occurred, but um, yeah, some, I know. some fun times had. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Um, and it, this is a good segue into. I wanted to. Like the game looks so brutal at the moment. It's mm. so physical and like even that last game that when the Roosters played. Yeah, the seven send-offs. And that was just hectic. Five like, head knocks. And did, did you even find that hectic? Were you just sitting inside like, oh, this is just – I mean, it was great theatre. Yeah, yeah. It was – It was. It was it like I think, you know, the build-up, South versus Roosters, the rivalry, mm. like both of the teams got too emotional, you know. Yeah. They just wanted to bash each other. <laughs> if, if someone yeah. just like had a bit of smarts – and said, hey, just pull back here and play some footy. Yeah. Um, 
you know, we could have won that game because they yeah. were down to 11 men twice, but we yeah. didn't score yeah. <laughs> because we didn't play any footy at all. We are just two, yeah. um, you know, blinkers on to try and bash them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, you know, the, the guys these days, they're so powerful, strong, they're big. Mm. Like this, you know, we, you're signing 16, 17-year-olds at mm. 105 kilos, mm. um, you know, nowhere near the size that we were when we were young. So do you look at the game now and think it's much more physical than even when you finished seven or eight years ago? Well, it, it's different. Like it, it was physical back in the day and it was physical in the 90s, but it's, it's different now. Like yeah. the the professionalism and, you know, the strength is a, is a lot uh, – they're a lot stronger, they're a lot faster, uh, even though there's more cameras and there's more rules involved and all that type of stuff. But, um, you know, some of these hits are like mini car accidents. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. But, it, you know, yeah, w- w- with the head knock thing as well, like – there's no more head knocks now than what there was yeah. in the 80s yeah. and 90s. But the camera just straight – every time the camera just yeah. goes straight on them. It's just the they, focus on it yeah. and obviously the the data and the research around how how bad it is, multiple head knocks. So whenever someone gets injured, then there'll be a camera zoomed in and if it's a head knock, then they have to come off. Yep. You know, back in our day, it was play on. So yeah, well, know, the cameras – Wake up, you're right. Channel 9 <laughs> didn't, didn't look at no. it. They just moved no, on. No, it was just moved on. But now, on. like, it's, it's become – especially yeah. this year, such a big part of the game – you see, and, and obviously, like, the ref stops the game because they think there might have been a head knock on. We haven't seen it at home because you, you miss yep. it. And then they zoom in, you see, oh, yeah, this person did get it like a, a well, really got, bad They've got an independent today. doctor looking at those. Yeah, they've got yeah. someone replays, directly yeah. on the sideline just looking at footage yep. of the whole game. And if there's an injury, then they'll replay it, zoom it in. And even if it, they, 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 the referee plays on, like 10 minutes later, they could go, no, no, get that guy off for yeah. head assessment. Because I was watching the old replays of grand finals just before the GF this mm. year and some of the stuff you saw, like the head knocks, I think it was a Terry Lamb one in yeah. the uh, 94 grand yeah. final. He was gone. Oh, yeah, that's Absolutely right. gone. Yeah. You know, and mm. um, just eventually got back in the line, kept on playing. Mm. There's no way in the world that would have happened to that. Like no. he, was, he was that badly concussed, but he played, I think he went and played the, the rest of the game. It was ridiculous, I think. Yeah. You know, the ones of Tuvi getting out, you know, knocked out and yeah. playing on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, oh, um, there's many stories like that back in the day. How, yeah. do, you, how do you fare with head knocks? From Mate, you? T- I'm pretty lucky. I never got one head knock. Can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> I, played, plenty, I played 88, forwards. 90 kilo and, and never got a head knock. It That's was, amazing. Yeah, it's, it's – um, I don't know. You, some guys seem to get cut every two weeks or a couple of knocks here and yeah. there. I wasn't a guy that yeah. – I don't know if I was – Better spatial awareness than anyone else, or just too fast. <laughs> too <I don't> know. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, That's I was a, pretty lucky. Yeah. What three hundred odd games, and you, yeah. not one. Yep, there'd be plenty of forwards out there going. Oh, I know why he didn't get aired. Not yeah, 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 yeah. He, he didn't do any hard work. Come <laughs> yeah, on. That's right. Yeah, um, Maddie coaches down at Ramwick Rugby. Nice. Yeah, yeah. He's a, oh, it's amazing these days. I um I run the waters, and um there's blokes actually they'll they'll put themselves in. They go, oh, I've I've had a head knock. Actually, yeah. uh, so trained these days to be aware of it that they'll self-diagnose or self-report mm. back in the day if you got a head knock you weren't you weren't telling anyone you just yeah, play yeah. on uh oh, totally and, yeah pretend mm. yeah i'm sweet yeah that yeah. was the mentality that was yeah. no dramas but it's yeah. um now i've had like so yeah I, I think i'm no good and i'm like my old school head goes these like serious yeah but it's great for the game it's good for them because it's uh, it's a big wave coming with all the CTE and the yep. um, concussion stuff coming. I think it's um it's a pretty weird uh, space to be in. But you know, time will tell how um how you get away from it. But it's a contact sport. It's going to happen. Uh, but, yeah, it's well, yeah. 
it's like anything. There's um, there's danger, but it's um, how you mitigate those things. Well, I think I isn't it in the, in the NFL now when they sign their contracts, they sign a waiver with right. CTE saying yeah, oh, like thirty percent chance of there's an awareness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. because yeah. they because they the NFL settled like a billion dollars yeah. with different players and stuff. Well, it's starting to get to that in the NRL as well, where they sign their contract and they sign their CTE contract. Yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah. it's that's what will happen. And you'd assume everyone would sign. I mean, yeah. well, the, got the young it, players, yeah. they, they, of yeah. course, they, they were like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm you know. They're focused on playing NRL, so they will they will sign that. But I it's a big issue down at the Roosters, isn't it? Head knocks, like oh, mate, it's like, big, it's well, a big issue you, in your the game. Boy, corner, you lost him. Yeah, Jake Friend. Mm. Yep. yep. And you got Luke Carey's yep. like on his day, one of the best players. Victor Radley's had a few as well yeah. already. That's so his like, though, because he's just so mental. <laughs> yeah, I know he's mental. <laughs> <laughs> Lee loves it, but the thing is, yeah, you're, you're only a few head knocks away from being forced into retirement at any age now. Yeah. You know? yeah, no matter if you're 20 or 30. Yeah, and Luke Keary walks a really fine line, doesn't he? You know, yeah, like yeah, he's, he's, you know, that's why not this year, but I think it was last year, he had an extended period off mm. because he had a mm. three or four head knocks in a year. Mm. Um, so we, the Roosters gave him a long period off just to make sure that he's recovered and okay. Mm. Yeah, and Trent Robinson's been one of the spokesmen really for the game and head knocks. I think that the direction he's shown with it has been really positive. Like he... He yeah, I agree. Super yeah. Seriously, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, the welfare maybe, of the player at the end of the day is the most important, isn't it? So. Yeah. And then there's that new podcast, James Graham's podcast, yep. which is good. You should listen to it. Yeah, yeah, it's, I will. Um, I've, heard, I've heard about it. I haven't listened to it yet, but yeah. he's, he's a good guy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, that's it's it's really good, uh, good listening. Um, so yeah, just before we move on from the the footy thing, um, Trent Robinson, I just wanted to quickly touch on with analytics, like is. I've, I've even heard that he, some people who are involved in the pre- professional punting game have helped him with analytics and stuff. Yeah, he, love, he loves to be informed. He loves all that type of stuff. Like he's, he's, um, he's a coach that's got most ba- bases covered, right? Mm. Like he comes from a bit of a sports science background. He's very personal. He makes sure the respect, the, creates the feeling and the history of so players understand where, um, why they're wearing the jersey and where the Eastern Suburbs come from. But then he mm. loves the analytics and data and stats behind it as well. And he has, he has um, employed a lot of guys that yep. know what they're doing. So, so statisticians. <laughs> and, yeah, 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 yeah. And is that is – that, because I've, I've heard rumours that they've – professional panels or people have had backgrounds in professional gambling are helping him with analytics. Is that is Yeah, that yeah, that, that's, yeah. That, that's – you know, Well known, yeah. It's, it's well known, yeah. Um, I think when I was – when we won the comp in 13 – he looked at this stat for the last 10 or 15 years, I think it was, mm. and he and he shared it with the team. It was like, if you're in the top two in defence, this is just a basic stat, if you're in the top two in defence, like you're almost 80 or 85% chance of making the grand final. Mm. Wow. So that whole preseason, we yeah. focused on being the best defensive yeah. team in the league. Yeah. So and by the end of the stat. season, yeah. we, were, we were the best defensive yeah. league in the team. We won the minor premiership and won the premiership. That yeah. was his first year, yeah? That was his first year, yeah. So he, yep. so he drilled that into you straight away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so he looks at all different types of stats now, when to rest players and yep. like their load, to training loads. Obviously, G, everything's GPS tracked now. Mm. So training loads and, and stats that analytics that say, oh, you know, maybe Tedesco needs to rest this week and all that type of stuff, which is way beyond my thinking, mm. but... And what about yeah. t- uh, tactically? Like, are you looking for landmarks in the field to play a certain play? Like, oh, you know, totally. Yeah. On yeah. the fourth play, you're playing this. Is there guarantees with that, or is it? Is there? So they'll have their structure. They'll have their basic structure where 
you know, off a kickoff, front rower, and then it'll be centre or winger have to yeah. come in, take the next one, then it'll be the other front rower. So it's all structured yeah. like that. Mm. Um, but if any of the halves or the hooker or anyone sees some opportunity, mm. then you've got to play the opportunity. You've got to play what you see. Yeah. But then you, th- if that doesn't work out, then you just fold back into your structure again. Because that's mm. where I see yeah. it with NFL drawing that parallel. Like the, it's getting more and more like that. Not like they're, they're checking their you – know, their call sheet, like the the quarterbacks there, but the, you almost can tell they're building towards something. They know what to play, when to yeah, play, yeah. how to play. Oh, NFL, I think that's you know the structure in that is mm. ridiculous. Unbelievable. Like, you know their, their playbooks are unbelievable. Yeah. Like our our, our games, it's because of their stop start, so they yeah. could go back and and pause, break, meeting. Yeah. Where our game's continuous and it's fast yeah. paced. Yeah. So you know the the structure in the NFL is much more structured than NRL, but there, there is. Definite structure in the NRL. Yeah. But then, um, you know, if you want to get to that point, say half half point, halfway in the, on the field and someone has a run and skips over two players and they end up, you know, four or five yeah. metres from that point, um, then it's it's basically up to the half and five eight to get them back to that point or maybe play down the short side, see what, they, what they're seeing. Yeah, they're the so that, you know, that you know, the halfback is – he's the guy that calls – the attacking shots yep. Yep. on the field to get him to certain points. Yep. And would he have a very like a, a game plan on a piece of paper that he's studying? Oh yeah, like the the um, analysis through the week is you know f- from ten years ago to now yeah. to twenty years ago. Oh, it's so much more analysis. Yeah. Like so, you you grouped up in your right edge, your middles, your left edge. Mm. So after every game, you'll do an individual. Uh, video with your coaches, just you and certain coaches, like backs coaches and yep, yeah, yep, yeah. And then is it, is it like backs coaches and forward coaches, or is it even spread like spread out more than that and be like outside back coaches and that kind? Yeah, of thing? there'll be there's outside back coaches, there's there's forward coaches. Uh, so you'll do an individual maybe with the outside back coach, and then you'll come in to say so you're in the right edge, you're playing right center. You'll do your right edge video together as a okay. smaller team, yep. then you do your full team video. So yep. There's three different video processes that you have to go through for a review, mm. and that 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 process same in preview in leading up to a game as well. Yeah, it's great. So the the analysis and the video analysis that they do in preparation is huge now. It's so specific. I, I can see some young kids now. He's like 11 year old. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm a I'm a right uh, edge forward. I'm like. You're 11. How do you, yeah, how do you know, know, know these yeah, things? Yeah. It's like, yeah, oh, mate, you're... Uh, when you're that young, you should be playing as most positions as you can. Yeah. You know, get <laughs> but it's a hard... I'm, my only concern was how structured it is, how mm. far it's gone to yep. the younger years where you're not just playing footy, yes, enjoying yourselves, right. and you're thinking, I'm only this one person. You know, it's um, Hopefully they do widen that out and the coaches in the younger age groups give you that opportunity to play... You know, what is the sound of the coaches in these yeah. younger age groups? Yeah, you know, younger age groups, they should be having fun and, you know, they should be playing both sides of the field and, mm. you know, play footy. Yeah. And yeah. No, no desire for coaching for you? I know you're doing the nutrition stuff, is it? Um, no, not really. Like, it, it, To be honest, it's a 24-7 job. I've yeah. seen Robbo <laughs> and the assistant coaches and how much time they put in. Put mm. in. It's all year round, you yeah. know. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd rather build something of my own with my, my business, Minifit, and... And you know, still be connected to the club, which I am. Yeah. So that's always yeah, so you nice. S- you still love it, but yeah, 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 I love watching it. But I like to be in it again. I was in it for eighteen years. Yeah, yeah. weekends, schedule. Yeah, this is what you got. To, this is where you got to be. You know. So just that's I like a, a bit of freedom <laughs> now. How, yeah. how how many hours a week at the moment? So let's just this the squad for the Roosters this year. 
what how many hours are they putting in per week in terms of like obviously training and then preparation and the stuff you're talking about where you're doing video sessions like because everyone's got their most people full-time job they do 40 hours a week what yep. would someone on the rooster squad be looking at in it's, terms of hours per week to it's it's similar um I, i'm not too sure what the hours but they you know the young guys will start pre-season 7th of november and they'll be going monday to friday one week monday to saturday the next week and they'll alternate that Right. And they'll have maybe a Wednesday where it's a bit of a relaxed day mm-hmm. and they'll come in the morning and they do prehab in the gym, getting their body prepped. Uh, and then you'll come in, look at the board and see what the session is on the field. Uh, the coach will go through it. You go out for two hours on field and you'll do skills, fitness, sprints, whatever it may be. Then you'll come off the field and you'll do ice baths, hot and colds. Then you'll go into the gym uh, and then after that, you go into the, the wrestle room. Yeah. So there's three sessions always happening. So is but then eight or ten hours has gone past by now, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's yeah. a full day. Yeah. You're there yeah. for a full day, yeah. no, no doubt. Yeah. Um, and then um, that's pre-season. That, that's pre-season. But once you get into the season, you know, you taper down weeks. But then then the video analysis kicks in. So yeah. you, there's more time on that as well. Mm. Um, so it's yeah, it's like a hundred percent full-time job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah cool um so just moving beyond footy now and um your career after footy so you just you talked about mini fit before talk a bit about that and yeah also talk about like so you, you quit you retired from footy and did you know you were definitely going to go into the fitness space or did it take a little bit of time well <clears throat> through my injuries um those four years there uh that that got me thinking as well like you know this doesn't last forever, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I thought it did too in my yeah. 20s, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, why would I think about uh, after footy when I'm 24, 25 and yeah. still got ages to go, you know? And I'd imagine, sorry to interrupt you, but it's a, big, it's a big thing like when you're young and you're in your 20s and you're on big money compared to what everyone mm. else at that age is on and you can like go out to dinner whenever you want and have yep. big nights out and it doesn't matter and you can, you know, you can have a really good time. But then once you stop footy and you're used to that lifestyle, I imagine a lot of people, a lot of players struggle with it to to maintain the lifestyle that they're used to. Oh, um, totally. And we were speaking about this earlier. Most professional athletes at the top of their game or any professional athlete that finds that transition really hard mm-hmm. um, because everything's there for them, everything's done, that's their schedule, that's where they have to be. And when that's all gone mm. and they can do what they want, yeah. um, oh, it's a Monday night, I can have 10 beers at dinner. Yeah. Oh, I've got no... Don't have to be yeah. anywhere tomorrow or, you know, yeah. stuff like that. They can really spiral spiral out of control quite quickly. Um, Did you wh- struggle with where that Where it was or? me, I was pretty lucky because, you know, 18 years at the Roosters, yeah. they had offered me a full-time role straight away. Mm. And I already had mini – I registered the business name Minifit in 2010 mm. when I first come back after my injuries because I wanted to do something in the kids' space. always loved working with kids and – um, whenever the roosters had their holiday clinics, you know, I find that I found that enjoyable. Mm. So I thought, you know, I just registered Mini Fit, you know, cool, you know, yeah. Mini Fit, whatever. Yeah, you know, it plays it's on words, it's all good. Totally. Last name. Um, so I registered then, and and then I, you know, played another five years. But I went into, I just, you know, started research, searching about PE programs in schools and how lots of schools outsource their physical activity and companies come in and run like a 10-week program so I had one school on board in 2012 but I was still playing but I had someone working for me uh, and then I 
retired in 2014. The Roosters offered me a full-time role. I was still an ambassador to the NRL. Had you know, you have lots of things going on when you first retire. Everything's yes. coming yeah. at you. But then I went into the holiday clinic space. So I got hooked up with Leagues Clubs Australia and I started running holiday clinics for the club industry, RSLs, bowling clubs, leagues clubs. Um, and that, that was starting to grow and starting to tick over really nicely and that's going really well now. Um, and then a couple of years ago, you know, there's only four holiday slots a year so that sort of market is sort of capped. So I wanted mm-hmm. to keep growing the business and I got hooked up with a, a past teacher of mine who taught me in year six and he's coming back from Hong Kong after teaching primary PE for 18 years and... Uh, I got him on board, he aligned the program to the syllabus and now we're rolling PE programs out in schools mm-hmm. um, that's aligned to the PDH PE syllabus but our main focus is to try and grow kids up healthy and strong, yeah. try and get them to understand our five foundations, mm. you know, hydration, nutrition, physical activity, uh, sleep and screen time. Mm-hmm. They and can and do, a, good blend, a good balance of all of those yeah, things. Yeah, good balance of all those things. That's, and this is in the, during the school year that they... This is school year, yeah. So we 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 come in once a week and we roll out the whole school in in the school day, Mm -hmm. and that goes for ten weeks. And then our PE programs are aligned to the PDHP syllabus. Mm. Uh, And then we we started rolling that out, and COVID hit. (laughs) So all that was on pause, right? So holiday clinics, school programs, uh, you couldn't you couldn't do anything. Lockdowns were happening, so. I actually switched to a bit of online fitness where I'll just do a 10 to 15 minute workout and people can log on to my website and train with me on demand and they could train anytime. They could click on the 6 in the morning, 10 at night, whatever they want or they could train live with me every Tuesday, Thursdays at 4.45. So I started building a subscription base because I had to to do something. You had to do something, right? So that was what I was working on through COVID and I studied nutrition, become a nutritionist as well and all that type of stuff. Um, So now there's that arm of the business which I didn't have, which is going nicely. Um, So there's three three arms to the mini fit now and that's the PE programs in schools, the holiday clinics for kids and the online fitness for adults and families. Awesome. And you completed um, that nutritionist? Um, yeah, yeah. Stuff. Great. Yeah, so qualified nutritionist now and Fantastic. now doing a bit of stuff with the roosters yep. Yep. Uh, with their nutrition and, and their um, and their cooking next year. Yeah. What, what would be your passion more than nutrition or the functional oh, my, exercise? My, pa- my passion is nutrition because like I'm always listening to podcasts and audio books mm. on – um, on nutrition and, and some of the doctors that I follow in the US and, and all that type of stuff. I just find it really fascinating. And I've seen my body improve mm. and repair itself from the food that I put in my mouth, you know. And, and I've, you know, read heaps of research and all that, but I, I've tested myself. I've, you know, I continue to test myself because I, I love, mm. I want to know, you know. Um, and, and it's just phenomenal, like some of the, some of the things that happen. You know, I'll tell you a quick story when I started researching that, intermittent fasting or time-restricted eating, whatever you want to call it, um, in 2015. And they say when the body's in a fasted state, um, a lot of the body's energy is turned to digestion when we're eating. Mm. When it's not there, when we're not eating, the body can go and heal and accelerate, uh, repair within growth hormone rises Mm. and growth hormones are repair hormone, keeps you younger for longer. I was like, that's fascinating. I'm going to... I'm going to test this out. So I, I, I started practising it and I felt good. Mm. Uh, but I'm going to blood test myself and see what levels I'm at here. Mm. 
So I um, looked at my past blood results, looked at growth hormone, 0.9, very low. Did a 24-hour fast where I went lunch to lunch one day. Mm. And before I ate, I went and blood tested myself to check my blood results. And my growth hormone was 8.9. Well, okay, eight so. times higher. Yeah. So and that's just natural, sur- natural surge from fasting, right? Yeah. So saying, that I've means I've got nothing my, else to do. I'm going to help repair the body. Yeah. yeah. So if yeah, that that just proves again that the, my body was in accelerated repair mode. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and that was fascinating, you know. Yeah. So you know, there's that's a that's a tool that anyone can use to you know decrease inflammation or pain or accelerate their own healing within. Well, I heard you uh, talk about that bone fragment in your back. Yeah, that's yeah. another one. So. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you a quick one. Uh, so, That's you know, after the – generally around the 18-hour mark, if you go beyond that in a fasted state, and I don't recommend if someone hasn't done it, you've got to practice this slowly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, beyond the 18 and you get the 24 hours with no food, then the body will, will induce a thing called autophagy, which means self-eating, self-cleansing. Um, 2015 or 16, went on a motorbike ride, come back, Back was really sore. No nerve pain. It was just centralised. Got an MRI and had a piece of disc in my L4-5 break off. Um, and it was a centimetre diameter, just floating tissue just there. And the sports doctor that I saw said, mate, you need an operation. You need to get that taken out. Mm. And I was already into the research around fasting. I said, I'm going to try and let my body break it down naturally. And he sort wow. of laughed at me. <laughs> anyway, I gave myself a year. I said, I'm going to give myself a year here. So I just practiced it on and off. I varied it. You know, I don't want to do anything the same every day because the body gets used to it yeah. um, and plateaus. So I varied my um, fasting regime. And when you fast, you have any liquids or it's just nothing? Yeah, liquid, 100%. Yeah, yeah liquids, so had, black coffee, tea. You know, right, but just uh, no yeah. salt. No, yeah. no caloric intake, yeah. yeah. So if yeah. I was having water, I'd put a pinch of salt in there for minerals, Celtic mm-hmm. sea salt, good quality salt. Um Ten months later, Emma on my back, took it back to the sports doc and he's going through it. He goes, man, I can't see it. It's gone. It's gone. So my body had metabolized it and ate it up Eat, as an energy source. Actually eating the bone. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's tissue. It's right. Like, so it's a, yeah. Okay. yeah, it's yeah. disc. It's a piece of disc. Disc, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So that's the power. It's like, you know, when your energy's not always turned to blood sugar regulation and digestion, um, it, it's like Pac-Man. You can go... The body's cleaning itself up, you know, mm. eating all the old damaged cells, proteins in the body. So with takes, this, oh, sorry, this, with the surgeries you had when you were younger, would have you not done them if you had that time yeah, again? Totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. So. Well, I, I, after my back operations, I never felt the same again power-wise. Okay. Um, I've become a much smarter player as I got older because you get older mm-hmm. and more wise, but I never felt that I was as powerful as I was okay in my early 20s after those back operations, so two. But, yeah, you'd love to know what you know now back yeah, then. But that's all a part of going through life and evolving and learning, isn't it? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I would have rehabbed – because I, I rehabbed my neck. I had a serious disc bulge in my neck in 08, which was one millimetre away from my spinal cord. And all the doctors were saying, mate, you've had two back operations, you've got this significant disc bulge in your neck, I don't think you should play contact sport anymore. You should give it up. You should do something else. Yeah. But I rehabbed that because I that's that on in 2008 I met Aaron McKenzie and I started working with him. He was deep into this, um, and it repaired and yeah. it, it went back into its spot with right. all the right training, with all the right nutrition, and then, yeah, it's pretty amazing. So could 
players today incorporate what you're talking about, this intermittent fasting? Could they incorporate into a recovery, into a, like recovering from injury? Uh, yeah, I, so I didn't get into that fasting piece until um, after I t- retired. But you, it's it's funny, well, you know, it's it's such a glycolytic sport, NRL. Mm. You got to have you got to have both fuel. We have two energy systems that the body uses. One sugars, which is carbohydrates, and the other ones is fats, which most people don't get into. Mm. Um, which you can get into it with ketogenic diet or getting into fasting because the body will burn up the sugar and switch to burning fats and burn, you know, you're in ketosis mm. and you're really clear and focused in when you're burning fats, but you, got, you can't stay – most people that try and stay on keto for a long time try and stay in fat-burning mode. That's not good either. You, know, you want to be metabolically flexible where you burn sugars, burn fats, which the body's designed to do. Mm. So you know, trying to just get players to understand that eating quality protein, good healthy fats, good quality carbohydrates, they can use both fuel systems mm. when they're in combat or when they're playing instead of just using sugars. So that, that's what we're trying to lecture them, not lecture them, but get them to understand the importance. And you do that through food and you do that through sometimes giving your digestion a rest for, mm. say, just 12 hours. That's the basic one. 10 to 12 hours, give it a rest daily. Um, so, so the body you, is the, not the roosters be Would some Roosters players do that this next season? Would they have a yeah, – would well, you I'll say s- to them like, oh, why don't, why don't you take – you know, have it fast on this particular day during the week for 10 to 12 hours. I'll sit you. down with Robbo and the performance staff and I would like to do something in pre-season where they can have a period of a 24-hour where the body's just cleaning mm. themselves mm. up. You get that gr- growth hormone cr- surge. big boys, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the boys, the older boys, they understand the power of nutrition because yeah. when I was coming through and, and retiring, we all jumped on board with this in 2013 um, with eating... Was Sonny Bill was into all that? Sonny Bill was into it. Uh, Our strength and conditioning coach was. Craig Fitzgibbon was heavily into it. Um, So we all made a conscious decision to cut out the soft drinks, the bread, the pasta Mm. on team trips away. We've got an organic food truck in and cooked us protein and vegetables and and rice and all that type of stuff. Um, But then, you know, they've sort of – maybe they've lost their way a little bit, Mm. um, Robbo was saying – and he wants to get back to that aspirational type of um, food and living. Mm. So, yeah, we're going to go back in there. It's great for team building eating meals, isn't it? Like when you yeah, yeah, come yeah. together and have a meal. And, oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's a really important part is they all come together, sit yeah. together, and even the staff are around with the new office now. So it's, mm. it's a good connection piece. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Um, anything else to add? Well, for blokes who we might be... Uh, Aging and possibly struggling with their uh, diets, Richard. Um, myself, you know, any what's the what do you reckon's the biggest takeaway for like if you're looking to maintain health? You're know, looking to maintain health. Like, I like the first thing is to try and cut out all vegetable oils and industrial seed oils. Okay. Um, really high in omega sixes, which really uh, cause plaque buildup in arteries and blood vessels. So that's your, like your canola. Yeah, canolas, cottonseed oil. Olive oil better. Olive oil is much better. It does have a smoke point, so only on warm to medium heat. Uh-huh. Um, you know, ghee or avocado oil, much higher smoke points. Yeah. Coconut, um, isn't there like... Coconut oil. Yeah. Yeah, all that type of stuff. They're, they're much... They're all natural fats, so they can withstand high heats. That's yeah. what they're there for. They can withstand high heats. Um, you know, so the vet, your, all the vegetables. oils. Yeah, like oils you know. are a massive one. And then just, you know, qual- quality... 
protein if you're eating animal products, pasture raised. You know, it's all in the quality. It's like I always say you are what your food eats. Yeah. Like you are what you eat. You are yeah. what your food eats, right? So if you're sure. eating an unhealthy farm fish, mm. then it's that that's been fed corn, soy, all that yeah. type of stuff. Then that fish is unhealthy, yeah. and then you you consume it. Then you can become unhealthy if you do it consistently. You know, one off, two off, it's fine. But if you do that consistently, so it's the quality of your produce, yep. seasonal fruit and veg, all that type of stuff. Um, then the oils you cook with. And then you sometimes weave in or give your digestion a rest for 12 hours, yeah. you know. So that would be fasting, like just – Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, 12 hours is – I wouldn't consider that fasting. No. I was, yeah. I that's think, sleep, that's normal, it? yeah. So, yeah, right. so, you, so, you, yeah you the, research is, yeah. the research is don't eat th- two to three hours before you go to bed just yeah. so everything's digested in your stomach and the brain can produce melatonin to fall and get into better sleep. Yeah. And then don't eat one hour – when you when you first wake up, have a glass of water, hydrate the body, and don't eat for the first hour. That's twelve hours right there. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully in bed for eight hours, right? <laughs> <laughs> Most people aren't, but yeah. You yeah. said you've pushed it to three days, yeah. Oh, look, I've done some extended fasting uh, where I've haven't eaten for three days, and it's just been water and and salt. So nothing, uh, no. no. I, to, on day three, I felt so alert, all this natural wow. energy. I wasn't. When I come down to eat the food, I wasn't even hungry. You must have ripped up. You would have ripped up a lot. Well, uh, well, <laughs> hard to rip the ripped. You know? <laughs> hey. But the, the, th- the thing with extended fasting is, you know, you don't, you don't, you shouldn't do it regularly. But it's just like a full clean out process. Mm. Then the food you put in next has to be really important because the body's just going to suck all that up. So it's got to be, you know, mm. real food from your food. upbringing. You know, on property and all that kind of stuff. Have you got a desire to get back to that kind of? Way of living, have you? Yeah, I, I, yeah. My, my parents are still at Dental Court on five acres, and they have a okay. big garden, and yep. go over there and steal their produce. And <laughs> um, but it's great. yeah, I, I love room to move. I love like, um, you know, the regenerative farming movement. Mm-hmm. You know, the health of the soil is the most important. All that type of stuff. Um, so yeah. Would be nice to have a farm one day, but again, but uh, we'll see. Not much farming land in the eastern suburbs. No, no, no. We'll get down south, maybe or somewhere. <laughs> Very good. And um, so this is a punning show, and just want to talk to you a little bit about the punt. Like, um, yep. do you you enjoy a punt? Yeah, I, I, have, I have a bit of fun. Uh, I'm I'm I don't do it regularly, but I like whenever we go have lunch with the boys or, or we go down the pub and have a beer on a Saturday. Then yeah, we we have a punt. You know, it's good fun. Yeah. Um, I'm not. Um, so I'm not. I'm terrible. I always get the tips off my mates. You know, <laughs> what are we doing today? It's all about tips, isn't it? That's yeah. kind of what so I, I, I like. We we can't bet on league. I still can't bet on leagues. I'm involved that's, with the Roosters. I, I think that's a great thing for you. Yeah, it's impossible to, to pick a winner. Oh yeah, it's so hard anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I have a have a punt every now and again on the horses. And you know, I haven't got an addictive personality, so I can have a punt and. And relax if I lose a hundred or whatever it may be, then I won't chase it. It's just yeah. that's it yeah. for me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for the day. Um, it's everywhere though. Do you feel like it's it is it's everywhere. everywhere at the moment? Yeah, yeah, it is everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, I sort of look at it like you know everyone's got a choice in life as well. Yeah, you got a choice. To, you can choose. You can have a beer if you want. Or mm. Don't want. You can have a bed if you want. Um, you can go out. You don't have to go out. Um, everyone's got a choice. It's just I suppose it's there inner addiction or inner thoughts mm. that will create problems. Yeah, you've got to protect people who can't control that choice. Yeah. 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 And do you, advertising in sport, like we were chatting before we started this about, 
I think there's a bit there's a big blow up about to happen between betting and the government. I think the government are going to mm. come down pretty hard on on the betting industry because there's just too much advertising. We're getting too much in the face of the people who choose, as you say, there's a choice. Like, mm. you know, the majority of Australia chooses not to have anything to do with betting, but I think that we're infiltrating into their world too much. Yeah. Um, do you think there's too much? I mean, look, look, we were talking about your career back in the 2000s. There was not a word about gambling. Nothing. Mm. There'd be no, nothing there wasn't. The, yeah. And now it's like, it's just every second ad on a Friday night is... is, is yeah, you know, I, I think it's probably gone a little bit too far with the advertising. I think... They probably need to trim that down. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of betting agencies do sponsor sporting teams, mm. um, which I, look, I, which I still think it's okay. It's up to the club if they want to take that on, or the NRL if they want to take that, that take that money. Um, but I think you know the, the constant advertising and putting it in people's faces is is probably gone a bit too far. Yeah, I yeah. think that'll like I, I believe it's going to change. Like I think the, the government are writing up stuff now. Yeah. And just kind of why I think the the, 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 agents, the betting agencies are going so hard because they know that they're going to get they're not going to be able yeah. to advertise yeah. as much and yeah that it'll affect the TV stations because I think that yeah for sure they get a lot of revenue out of it yeah um, yeah very good all right I, the, I suppose they'll just have to adapt and find another revenue with sponsorship but yeah surely there's going to be something out there that'll replace that and hopefully a positive one you know if you're looking for positive movements surely there's a space where you could start to advertise obviously or sponsor but it's a lot of money and these people have a lot of money mm. uh, it's, it's very hard to compete but i dare say it's the saturation is unbelievable it's um yeah it's gone too far but it'll probably swing back um at some stage but hopefully there's a better better option out there more viable option yeah that's it, was, it. The, the betting agency spent 270 million on advertising last year 270 million 270 million that's, that's a lot massive isn't yeah. it okay. <laughs> healthy Jeez. foods probably can't compete with that kind no, of no oh, no that's <laughs> true yeah yeah the, Processed foods probably could. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. they're restricted. They restrict the ads yep. for all yeah. the processed foods yeah, and yeah. times when kids are going to watch it. So it they makes should sense. do the same for betting. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But, uh, it's a bit too uh, too much, but it's um, an interesting space, no doubt. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. You're a legend, mate. Beautiful. Thanks, Thank boys. Um, it's super interesting. It, it's I really want this show to get away from just always talking about the punt. Mm-hmm. And a big part with Wolf Den is a bit like you, you know you've got your five things that you focus on for your mini fit with Wolf Den, I do want a wellness aspect to come into it. Yeah, I like I'm it. I'm trying to build a bit of a community and I want to bring it in soon, some kind of um, even like a little training program that can drop into the app and mm-hmm. people wake up if they want to go and do a session. Maybe your path to a, a muscle-up. Maybe you can get that. That's it. Might take a while. But 100, no, no, no. 100 to 1. This is, this 100 to 1. This is a big challenge. Can how long can okay? Firstly, can I do a muscle up? Like I you can't. Can. It's, it's you know, it's all in the sw- it, the swing. Yeah, the, the kipping. The kipping. kipping yeah. yeah. If you yeah. get the kipping right, yeah, it's easy. And how, <laughs> and, and, and how long do you think it would take me to like sit like to build up the strength? Because I'm I'm like 103 kilos. I'm pretty heavy. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah, it's, help. It's big. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, <laughs> well, you should definitely start definitely start doing pull ups. Yeah, no doubt <laughs> that, and then start getting your kip right because it's like with the kipping ones. Once you get the kip right. It's, yeah. yeah so what are we saying? Easy. Like a year, two, a year? ten years? Oh, you should do it within a year. Within a year. Yeah. There okay. it is. That's All your right. goal. All right, the CEO. Yeah. One year to do a muscle. One up. year. They can follow me on the desk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it. What a great venture. <laughs> great adventure. Very good. Um, well, that's a, that's a absolute. What a great way to it's a million to one. A million, <laughs> to, one. A million <laughs> to one. Okay. Seriously, you can do it. Um, <laughs> well, believe, believe, mate. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll um, wrap up there.
Thanks Good very much. Thanks, boys. See Thanks for having me. Cheers. Thank you, Cheers. Cheers, bud.